0: Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice. Welcome to an excerpt from the Practice Manager webinar recorded on Wednesday the 30th of March. In it, Dr Andy Purbrick talks about the MCCD, the Medical Certificate of Cause of Death post-COVID.
1: Afternoon, everyone. Um, Yeah, one of the positives that came out of the Coronavirus Act was the introduction of easements to the death certification process and cremation forms. And we'd hoped that everything would... Um, just stay as it was, because finally some common sense had prevailed. But as always, um, common sense hasn't prevailed. So following the ending of the Coronavirus Act on the evening of the 24th of March, there have been some changes to death certification and cremation. So the following provisions are continuing uh, from the 24th of March, and that the period for death within which a doctor can complete a medical certificate of cause of death Uh, I must have seen the patient will remain at 28 days. So that's positive. Uh, We we had feared it would go back to 14 days, Um, but no, that's staying at 28 days. Uh, It will still be acceptable for medical practitioners to send the MCCDs electronically. In fact, that is the preferred route now. Um, And there is no expectation that MCCDs will be sent by post. Um, uh, And actually, the updated guidance also says that... um, Where we had to save MCCDs uh, and then send them in batches to the registrar, you no longer have to do that. You can actually destroy them once they've been sent electronically. The recommendation is that you hold them for uh, around four weeks to ensure that the death has been successfully registered and that the registrar hasn't got any um, queries around the death certificate. So as long as you're sending the MCCD electronically, keep it for four weeks and then destroy it. There's still a legal requirement to um, issue um, the informant with the notice that you've actually uh, sent the MCCD to the or, or signed the MCCD um, and this is the little tear off bit on the um, death certificate that we used to staple to the front of the death certificate and it basically tells the informant what their responsibilities are in terms of registering the death. So it's important, although we're not giving the death certificate to the uh, next of kin anymore, that we still give them that um, informant slip. And you can either do that um, in person, getting them to collect it from the surgery or uh, electronically. Um, uh, Regarding cremation, we were a bit worried that the form five, which is what we all know as the part two, was going to come back. But actually now it's confirmed that it's permanently removed. That's a positive development. Um, the things that are changing um, after the expiry of the Coronavirus Act is that the provision that temporarily allowed any medical practitioner to complete the MCCD. So, this, um, this was introduced as a temporary measure during the Coronavirus Act, and now that has been removed. Uh, and also, the next of kin will have to register the death in person, not remotely. Uh, up until now, they've been able to do everything over Zoom. Um, who can complete the MCCD? Just to clarify, a medical practitioner for the purposes of the MCCD must be a doctor, so it can't be any other staff completing it. Uh, and only a medical practitioner who attended the deceased during their last illness can complete the MCCD. And by attend, um, there's no clear legal definition of attend, but it generally is accepted to mean a doctor who's cared for the patient during the illness that led to their death and so is familiar with the patient's medical history, investigations and treatment, and that they've got access to the relevant medical records. Um, So there's no provision under the current legislation to delegate statutory duty to any non-medical staff to complete the the MCCD. Uh, And in terms of attend before death, that can be either in person or via video. Um, So a medical practitioner with GMC registration will be able to sign the death certificate if they attended the deceased during their final illness up to 28 days before death or viewed the body in person after death and can state the cause of death to the best of their knowledge and belief. Um, Cremation form 4.0. this, the, the rules revert back to the pre-COVID rules, so it's expected that the doctor signing cremation form 4 will have treated the deceased during their last illness uh, and have seen them within 28 days prior to death or seen them in person after death and be able to state the cause of death. Uh, and just a plea when you're filling out form 4s, um, the medical referees at the crematorium will often need to contact or 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 query a a cremation form, so it's really helpful if the doctors can put uh, a mobile number on the form when they're filling it out. Uh, I think that's all the update that I've got. We're going to actually put all this in the newsletter with a new flowchart for death certification, because I know it's one of those things that colleagues find um, difficult to to remember, especially when they've got to do it um, uh, relatively infrequently.
0: Thank you, Andy. We have a number of new practice managers um, that have joined our um, West Sussex LNCs in the last sort of I don't know eighteen months or so. Would it be fair to say all your GPs will know all of this, or is it up to the practice manager to get the conversation going, or what should the practice manager role be in this? Because often it's sort of it's kind of something that you don't particularly get involved in. But what what would you suggest that they do?
1: I think what usually happens is the doctors fill something out incorrectly, and then the poor secretarial team or the reception team. Get lambasted by either the registrar, the family, or the um, or the medical referee at the crematorium. The the rollout to the medical examiner role within in Wessex is hopefully going to sort of iron out some of the glitches in death certification and cremation form filling. But if you're a relatively inexperienced doctor or you're not doing this frequently, it's easy to get caught out with the regulations, put the wrong causes of death that aren't acceptable on there, or or forget to uh, inform the coroner when you're supposed to. So, really, it's about signposting your team to the um, simple flowchart that we've done to make sure that they're filling it out correctly, that the right person's doing it, uh, and that, they'll, that they're fulfilling their obligation, obviously, to produce the death certificate so that the next kin can register death with them five days of death, which is a ludicrous timescale uh, and hasn't been changed, but that's a legal requirement. The registrars do give some flexibility, but they're by law supposed to have registered the death within five days of, of death. So I, I'd say as, as a management team, it's just about making sure that your clinicians know their responsibilities and know the pathway and know who can and can't fill out the, the death certification because often what happens is someone will die and then it's bounced around a number of doctors saying, I can't fill it out, I can't fill it out, and then no-one fills it out.
0: Thank you, Andy. That's really helpful. What we might do is actually we might just trim this little segment and then the practice going can have that as a little separate podcast and they can share it with their um, GPs if that would be helpful. And also, combine with looking at the information on the website, which I know you're updating, and the newsletter. hopefully that'll meet. Be- cover all bases and people can learn in whichever way they they feel is helpful. Thank you, Andy, that's really helpful. Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice.